You may have heard the phrase, that's not my job. If not, perhaps you might have thought it. The problem is, that can come from close-minded thinking. Welcome to episode 27 from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. Today's topic, that's not my job, close-minded thinking. Okay, so I've taken a look back at our last 25 episodes or so, and a lot of them focus on being productive, being efficient, and downright getting the job done. So with today's episode, that's not my job, close-minded thinking, how much more of our job do we need to do than we already are? How much more of other people's work do we need to do? There's an old rule out there called the Pareto rule or the 80-20 rule, which means 80% of the work gets done by 20% of the people. So I kind of challenged myself when I was putting this episode together, and perhaps I'll call a listener challenge out too. How much of the work that you do is really moving the needle. And once you take a look at what you're doing, what's truly being uh, you know, effective and touching the bottom line, when you get requests, perhaps by email, by phone, or if you're still in the office with your social distancing, someone might stop by and ask you for a favor, might ask you to go, let's say, above and beyond, and you might start responding, that's not my job. Or, like I said in the intro, you might even think it. The question is, how much more effort would it take to actually, you know, complete that request that was given you to go that extra step, that extra mile? Now, I'm not advocating that everyone immediately listening to this podcast goes out and starts doing everyone else's job for them. But if we truly want to treat our businesses and treat our jobs like we own the business, right, like we're an entrepreneur at heart, we might want to start picking up on some of those little tasks, those little connector pieces that have fallen behind and maybe sometimes don't get done in our daily activities, or that other people assume will get done because it's not their job either. This could be really a point to look at and say, where do we have broken pieces, broken processes in our company or in my department, and what could you do to fix it? Perhaps having a brainstorming meeting, getting together, putting your heads together to see where things are flowing and where things are going might actually discover a leak in the pipe or a broken connection where information, product, or services aren't flowing from one group to another. In a prior episode, let's see, I think that was 21. It was called Level Up Your Customer Service. And one of the ways to do that is to realize who your actual customers are. Many times we think our customers are the end paying customers. Well, that's partly true, right? But we also have internal customers to our companies. And that episode talked about that in quite a bit of detail. So you might want to go back and listen. My point being, though, we need to work to create a ROI or return on investment for our positions. When we were originally hired, no one said, hey, I can't wait to hire Craig and pay him so he sticks around. It doesn't really matter what he gets done. That would have been a nice thought. But what they're really thinking is, 
I'm hiring you because I have a need. I have a product or service or set of tasks that need to be done, and I'm counting on you to get those done so that I can work on other items, other bigger picture items for our business. So if you start noticing that there are gaps in your work stream, in your workflow, or that you don't actually have a work stream or workflow, and you're just picking up ball after ball, the question may come, right? If someone throws you a ball, you don't have to catch it. You can be selective. However, some balls are more important to catch and to run with than others, right? Don't always have to go for the touchdown. You don't always have to go for the big win. However, I think we can all use our internal compasses and judge or gauge how we feel in our gut if this is something that needs to be done urgently or, yes, it's important, but it can be shelved and wait. Possibly even I could ask someone else to do that task or role. Now, what again I'm talking about is on top of, you, on top of doing your daily work activities and handling your daily responsibilities, I'm talking about cherry picking, making specific decisions when that trigger goes off in your head, that's not my job, to say, how much effort would that one item, that one task, that one request really take me? And rather than get into an email volley campaign, an email battle, or a phone war with someone, or voicemail war on trying to reject their request, or challenge them and, and tell them, hey, I thought this was your job, why aren't you doing your part of it? Rather than do that, just pause for a moment the next time that thought comes into your head, and think, How much effort will it really, really take me? How much time will it impact my day if I do this one item just so I can get checked off? In Matthew Kelly's book, Resisting Happiness, he had a line that said, in order to freely give of ourselves, we must first possess ourselves. Meaning you can't give of yourself something that you don't have. So if you're going to attempt to give and do what you think is someone else's job, even just in that spurt of the moment attempt to try to to move things along. Don't do it. Don't do it with agony. Don't do it with anger. And don't do it out of meanness. Just do it because you feel in your gut it's something positive and you can help move the needle and you can help the process along. Do it out of a process of giving. Now, there's the other side of the coin that if you do attempt to make these changes and you do feel like you're making progress, that's excellent news. As long as it doesn't affect your workload and you don't pick up excessive amount of extra hours of work because you're doing these small connector piece items trying to move the needle along. If you start to see the same requests or the same problems, the same challenges, the same Um, well, either bottlenecks or broken processes, I guess, right? If you see things coming to like a, a clog and you're not sure why things aren't moving along without your help, then I think on a regular basis that should be addressed because you don't want to assume other people are doing that job and they don't want to assume you're doing that job. Somebody might not know or have forgotten their job responsibilities. They could have been in the role so long that they simply overlooked that you know task. On the other hand, the people that might be processing information and handing it off to you, they could also be new in another department, another group, or another region of the company and might not know that um, task or that role was their responsibility. So it's always good to communicate these things is my point as well. 
In thinking about the opportunity to change, the opportunity to improve, I'm going to reference Andy Andrews' book called The Seven Decisions. And the past does not necessarily have to equal the future. He warns and says, beware of conditioning. He uses this information. The U.S. standard railroad gauge is the distance between two rails, and it's exactly four feet eight and a half inches. This was taken from England when they used to build railroads, and that information came from the distance between wagon wheels back in the day. That information about wagon wheels came from the Imperial Roman war chariot wheel sizing, and that just happened to be the exact width needed to accommodate the width of two war horses' bodies. Just because something was like that in the past and is that way in the present doesn't mean it has to continue on into the future. Another common thing I like to challenge people with is, just because we've been doing it that way for years doesn't mean that it's right. What I'm getting at is that closed-minded thinking can be changed. The thought of, that's not my job, can be changed. Now, in our hearts, I think we should do it for the right reasons, as I mentioned earlier. And some good level of communication might actually um, explore some areas where there are challenges in your job, in your role, in your company, and some areas that could be improved. It might be that you're not going to need to say or think that's not my job as much in the future because you'll start to make improvement suggestions by contacting your upstream and or downstream customers and finding ways to make improvements so that you can focus on your core competencies and your core roles in your job. I hope today's episode was helpful, and we'd really like to hear if you're able to implement any of these ideas in your job and how they've helped you. Maybe what new connections you've made by by reaching out to some of your employees or some of your internal customers, and the effects it had and hopefully helping you improve and becoming more efficient at work. And don't forget, we have something new and exciting coming out at the end of September. So please go to craigansell.com forward slash email and sign up so that you're on our email distribution list. Besides knowing about our podcast releases and getting occasional notices on freebies, when we have new product offerings or services, you'll be the first to know. Go ahead and sign up today. Finally, we're on social media, at Craig Ansell, for LinkedIn, for Facebook, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you and have a conversation. This has been Craig Ansell with the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, where we turn problems into potential and issues into opportunities. We'll see you next week. God bless.